Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. This is episode number 49 of the Awesomers.com podcast. To find the show notes, relevant details, etc., just go to awesomers.com slash 49. That's awesomers.com slash 49. Now today, I'm going to introduce you to a great guest named Mitch Russo. Now at the very young age of 16, he was a lead guitar player for his high school rock band. Besides the best way ever to meet girls, it taught him how to build, run, and promote a business. His band, Absolutely Free, was the highest paid high school rock band in his school district, making over $500 a night. And by the way, that was in 1970. I can't do the the inflation math, but I think that's about $1 billion in today's numbers. In 1985, Mitch co-founded Time Slips Corp, which became the largest time tracking software company in the world. In 1994, Time Slips was sold to Sage, which is a very large uh, finance company, and Mitch went on to run all of the Sage US as the Chief Operating Officer, a division with 300 people and a market cap of over $100 million. Mitch was nominated for Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year on two separate occasions in 1989 and 1991. Later, Mitch joined longtime friend Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins and together created Business Breakthroughs International, a company serving thousands of businesses a year in coaching, consulting, and training services. Mitch was the president and CEO of that enterprise. After the untimely death of Chet, Mitch left Business Breakthroughs to help others build their businesses as a consultant specializing in working with call centers with large volume lead through and helping coaching organizations scale. In 2015, Mitch published The Invisible Organization, which is the CEO's guide to transitioning a traditional brick-and-mortar company into a fully virtual organization. In 2017, Mitch launched the Results Breakthrough Network to match entrepreneurs for the purpose of holding regular accountability sessions. And we dive into those details uh, in today's episode. It's really fascinating. I'm really uh, excited by this premise and and probably something that we're going to try to deploy in one or more of my enterprises. Mitch's podcast, Your First Thousand Clients, focuses on discovering the secrets of success from business owners who have served a thousand clients or more. Today, Mitch helps businesses create recurring revenue streams by using his proprietary certification training and podcasts with super smart business owners. He's an avid traveler and landscape photographer. In fact, Mitch's work won first prize with the Sierra Club back in 1994 and was more recently purchased in Jet Gala magazine with a full two-page spread. Mitch is always checking for a full moon in Iceland and has been known to disappear at a moment's notice. And we'll put the links to Mitch, Mitch's photography in the show notes as well. You're going to be glad you joined us. We're going to learn all about kind of that, that business he did with Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes and, and so much more. Mitch is a great, great guest and we're lucky to have him. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Awesomers. Welcome back. It's Steve Simonson. And today I have a very special guest for you, Mitch Russo. Mitch, how are you today? Awesome, Steve. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Certainly my pleasure. Uh, glad to have you. And let me just switch one of my little settings here. I noticed that one of my uh, settings has got its own little uh, mind of its own, if you will. All right. So we're, we're in good shape here. I think we're all lined up and, and set to go. And Mitch, if you could just, uh, we've already read in kind of your, your bio. And so the people have a sense of who you are from my perspective, but tell us in your own words, kind of what you do and day to day, what takes up your time. 
Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. I've done a lot, as you have already mentioned. Um, but right now I'm focused on two things, two things that, that keep me happy and, and enjoying my day. The first thing is I work with amazing people as clients. So I'm a high-level business consultant. I change people's lives by helping them understand uh, what they really have as assets, and then we work together to leverage those. And I have a very small number of clients. I can't take more than five at a time because of the concentration level. And at the same time, I'm building a software company again. Uh, this time, it's all about, again, helping people. So the name of the company is resultsbreakthrough.com. And I could, as we get into it, I'll tell you the, share you the story of, of how I built this company and why I built it. But it's here to serve. It's here to help people, all of us entrepreneurs, and anyone who's ever bought an online course or ever wants to make rapid progress in whatever they're doing, this software will help you. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait to dive in on that. I've gotten a, a little sneak peek behind the scenes uh, to understand the, the big picture there. And I, it, for me, it's very exciting because as a guy who, you know, I have a mastermind and, you know, trying to get um, the accountability through that mastermind membership and so forth, uh, getting them to hold themselves accountable, hold each other accountable, not always the uh, easiest thing to do. And uh, and we know, uh, I guess a spoiler alert, your software might help with that. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. You're going to hear the sale. You're going to hear the whole sales pitch in just a minute. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So uh, before we kind of dive into the particulars of, of that uh, initiative, uh, give us a, a sense of, you know, where are you from? Sure. Well, I live in Massachusetts and I, I grew up in New York City. Uh, I grew up in the in the 60s. I'm a baby boomer. And uh, I had a rock band in high school. And we uh, we had a lot of fun. We were one of the highest grossing rock bands in our in our region of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because I always reflect on that time because I learned a lot of lessons from building a rock band as lead guitar player and as band manager. Uh, and some of those lessons, if not all of them, are are the same lessons I use every day to guide my own business and to help clients. So it was a lot of fun. And then from there, I went on to, to move out of New York and into Boston, Massachusetts area, uh, where, I, where I worked in the semiconductor industry, in the computer industry, and really got to understand selling and sales. And, and I became a salesman and was selling semiconductors and really, really enjoyed that. I didn't know how to sell at all, Steve. So I asked the best salesman in our whole area, I said, can you, can I go to lunch with you? Can you sort of tell me how you got to be, how good you are? And he said, sure. And I sat him down and, and we ordered lunch. And I said, so tell me, what should I do? I'm just starting in sales. And I was in my early, mid twenties, maybe, or early twenties. And he said, Mitch, you should go over to the Dale Carnegie Institute and sign up for the sales course. I said, you know, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. He goes, well, I did it and it changed my life. And you know what? After that lunch, I drove right over to Waltham, Massachusetts, where the office was. And I, I walked in and signed up and it was fantastic. So I learned how to sell from, from the masters. I love that. And really, I, I like that the, there's two pieces of that uh, puzzle that I like. The first is, as you started embarking on this new journey, you said to yourself immediately, how do I get good? And yeah. you said, I'm going to network my way to good, right? Or maybe even to great. Mm -hmm. And then the expert was willing to share with you and said, hey, here's the secret. Uh, Carnegie still works and it's great. Uh, and that is, you know, obviously a name with a great legacy and selling and, and influence and so forth. Uh, that sounds like a pretty cool defining moment. Uh, was that your first job, that, that sales job? No, it wasn't. Actually, I transitioned to it from a different role completely. I was, um, I, I actually started out as an electrical engineer, as a, as a hardware guy. And um, I worked at computer companies for a while. And I eventually was hired by a semiconductor company to be their field uh, engineer, uh, field, I guess you call it a, a, a service engineer. And so I would go out to customers who were having difficulty implementing our designs and our products, and I'd help them. And it was in that environment that I became enamored with selling and sales. So it was from that environment that I made the jump from engineering and marketing into sales. Boy, that is such a, um, I would say, a unique set of skills, both engineering and sales, because I've seen 
the sales guys who don't have any of the technical particulars, uh, it flies right over their head, but they're great at selling. And then I've seen the engineers who don't want to interface with customers in any possible way. They prefer, you know, to be in the dark room and, and you know, the, send them an email or whatever. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very unique. Did, you, did it strike you as unique at the time? Well, I got to tell you, Steve, it turned out to be my secret sauce. You see, what I had was the ability to get into the back offices, the, the, the engineering labs, because I spoke their language. In fact, I was the expert in what they were doing. So they welcomed me in. And so I was able to get custom integrated circuits designed into products that were shipping in the millions. And because of that, uh, I, I made a lot of money at a very early age. I was at the age of 27, 28, I was generating almost $34,000 a month. Mm, and I, yeah. I was making so much money, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't even know how to, I was so lacking savvy of any sort. I just started putting it into passbook bank accounts until I hit 100,000 in each bank and I'd move on to the next bank. So, That's I mean, funny. I... I was pretty unsophisticated. I didn't quite know what to do, but uh, but yeah, that was my that was one of my calling cards: the ability to both understand engineering from a very technical level and interface directly with those engineers. It's a, a Cadillac problem for those keeping score at home. Uh, when you uh, you have to keep opening new bank accounts to make sure you don't run over the FDIC limit, which exactly. has been increased to two fifty, by the way. Yep. Uh, so uh, how about give, give us a, a look back just from, from the very beginning to, to today. And is there, a, is there a big lesson that you've learned uh, along the way that you care to share with the uh, awesomers out there listening? Well, there's so many, Steve. I almost don't know where to start. I mean, the, the things that I learned the hard way. I mean, here's the simplest thing of all. Um, learn from others as much as you can. I, I had the the amazing luck of either accidentally or purposely running into some amazing people and, and using them as mentors, whether they knew it or not. Uh, one time I was, as a young man, I was, um, uh, I was asked to get on a, uh, a bus and be transported to a factory area and move boxes. And heck, I was happy for the money. So I got in, I got in this little bus and we drove out to this factory and I'm carrying boxes and we sweated for 10 hours that day. And at the end of the day, uh, the bus was full. I was the only one that couldn't fit in the bus. So the president of the company says, why don't you ride with me? So I said, sure. So he said, Did, do you know what's in the boxes you've been moving? I said, well, I think they're vacuum cleaners because it says vacuum cleaners on the boxes. He goes, that's right. He said, and have you ever heard of Hoover vacuum cleaner before? I said, yeah, of course. He goes, well, I'm the president of the company and my, my father or grandfather founded the company. And here I am, I'm, I'm maybe, I'm gonna guess I was 18 or 19 years old and, and I have this chance to sit with the president of Hoover Vacuum Cleaner. Wow. And, I, and I said to him, how did you do all this? How did this come about? And the first lesson I really learned, which was one that I have, I have had to remind myself over and over again, is he said to me something very simple. He goes, I just never quit. He said, I may have had to change direction from time to time, but I just never quit. And if you don't quit sooner or later, you're bound to win. And that's what I did. We, and he started to tell me all what they went through and how they almost went into bankruptcy and all that. But at the end of the day, he did it. He won. He he stuck, he stuck with it and he made it to the point of creating a hugely successful company. I love that story. Uh, first of all, I like the idea that, you know, you create opportunities by doing stuff, right? If you, right. If you were like, no, nah, I'm too good to carry boxes, uh, you wouldn't have, have never had that chance. Sure. Uh, but secondly, I, I really liked the, the idea that we remind ourselves that persistence is the key. You know, it's not just Hoover. I, I didn't know about them, you know, uh, flying close to bankruptcy at one point or another, but many companies have faced those challenges. Uh, the founder of Uggs once told the story where they were, they were literally down to their very last payroll. They had nothing else going for them. And then they caught a break, right? Yep. Otherwise, if the break went the other way, they were out of business before anybody ever knew the name. That's uh, right. And a lot of people today don't realize that the most valuable company in the world, Apple was right on the verge of bankruptcy itself. And Microsoft 
the the antithesis of Apple, right? They, they were more or less enemies at that stage. Microsoft saved the day by lending Apple a bunch of money. And had it gone another way, Apple could have disappeared off the face of the earth. So, so much of our you know, mind is all about, you know, hey, we have to keep things positive, keep things moving, but really persistence and just pushing through adversity is a, a key lesson. Very exactly. Well said. Yeah. 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 Uh, so how about this? Um, was there such, we talked about this idea of persistence. Was there ever a time, because you've done all kinds of things, you know, you've, you've uh, got the, the coaching stuff and you got the software stuff and you've helped, you know, other big companies, including the Tony Robbins and, and these types of uh, big names. Was there ever a day where you just, you know, you're like, this is too much for me. I want to just step back and do something different where you maybe wanted to give up? You know, there have been times when I have, and I remembered the lesson that that man taught me and I never would. I never did. I'm, I am, if nothing, persistent. And the one thing I will say though, is that the second part of that lesson was the most important. And the second part of the lesson is to pivot. So you know, even with this new software, when I first released my software system, resultsbreakthrough.com, I tried initially to sell it to everyday people who simply wanted accountability partners. And it turns out very few takers, very few people were interested in, in the software as individuals. What I later found was that had I not pivoted, I would have gone out of business. So I changed direction, went upstream and started marketing it to the people who build masterminds, courses, and programs. Now, they have a lot of interest in making sure people finish those courses. And like you said earlier, in a mastermind, staying accountable, staying on top of the, the assignments and, and the changes that they're going through as part of a mastermind. So yeah. those folks came and said, great, what do we got to do? I'd like to buy a seat for everybody in my program. And so what we did is we evolved the software to create a private label version. So now we basically create a, a private environment for every one of our customers. And it's been working out fantastic. I love it. I can't wait to dive into the details because one of the things I know that even people who invest a lot of money into a mastermind, and I'm talking about a thousand, two thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars, as much as 60 to 70 percent of those people don't even go through the course. Not, not just not finish it, like 50% don't even open it. it it's, a, right. it's a crazy statistic that uh, some of these guys have shared with me. So I can't wait to hear your solution to it. Uh, we're going to do that right after this break. We'll be right back. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, here we are back again, everybody, on the awesomers.com podcast. I'm joined by my guest, Mitch Russo, today. And you may tell that my voice has a little scratch to it. I have been fighting a cold and flu the last several days, but the show must go on, so here we are. And Mitch, maybe you could frame up this, this problem we talked about just before the break, where people uh, are, maybe they need an accountability partner, but they don't recognize how to do it. Um, you know, tell us about why people buy a course and then they don't go through it. That, that seems perplexing. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do my best on, on that one because I'm, I gotta be honest, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, but I'll tell you my, op, my opinion. I, I think what happens is that the way courses are sold to us on the internet these days, it, they're sold in scarcity and they're sold with huge packages of perceived value of bonuses. So someone would in effect buy a course thinking they're getting $15,000 worth of bonuses and the course is not going to be sold past Tuesday. So what do they do is they jump on the bandwagon and they buy that course. Now, the, the good thing is, yes, they own the course now. The bad thing 
is that some of them had to borrow money. Some of them take the payment plan at exorbitant interest rates. And now they're paying for that course maybe a year later. And they still have not had the time to really crack the cellophane and dive in. Well, I don't know why. And if I did, I would, I would have finished all of the courses that I bought and never did. <laughs> but I will say this. Your intention initially to buy that course was to better yourself, to get something from it, to increase your value to others by learning a new skill. And what ends up happening is that life gets in the way, you get busy, or you start the course, and then you miss one of the group coaching calls, and you say, ah, I'll just pick it up on the recording, and maybe you never do. Maybe you do join group coaching, and now you're lost. Well, the solution that I came up with, and I'll tell you the story. I was, uh, it's almost two years ago, a year and a half or so ago, I was, I was about to buy another course and I had this thought. I said, you know, why don't I finish one of the many courses I've already purchased before I buy another one? So I pulled open my spreadsheet where I keep the, the login information for all these courses. And I'm staring at the spreadsheet and I said, wow, I, I got so many to choose from. So I picked one. And I must have bought it about 18 months prior. And I go back and the Facebook group is closed. I, there's, they're no longer offering any sort of help. I couldn't connect with any of the other members. So I pick another one. And, you know, I go back into that Facebook group and it's basically, you know, crickets. There's nobody there. So I call the company and I said, well, I'd like to get started with the program. I realized I didn't take it. They go, well, we, can, we could basically set you up with one of our coaches. I said, great. How much is a coach? 2000 a month. I said, well, wait a second. I only paid $2,000 for the whole program. I said, that's not going to work for me. And they said, sorry, that's what we have. So I thought to myself, how do you solve this problem? How do I get a coach for myself and maybe even for others? And I had remembered that I had actually solved this problem once before. When I was building Chet, uh, Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins Business Breakthroughs International Company, we had accountability coaches, which paid us people, CEOs would pay us $1,800 a month just for 30 minutes of accountability once a week. So I said, well, why don't we pair people up who took the same program to be each other's accountability coach? And so that idea started to percolate in my mind. And I said, well, okay, um, what kind of skill does it take to be an accountability coach? And so what I did is I created a very short course, like 10 minutes on how to be an accountability coach. And it's really very easy. There's only three questions. So if you can master three questions and just be friendly and supportive, you could be an accountability coach. So now the question is, okay, now I know how to do it. Now I know how to train others to do it. How do I find one? How do I match people up? Well, then I had the word match in my mind. So, ah, match.com, dating sites. Why don't I emulate a dating site and build a site where entrepreneurs can go, get matched, find someone to work with, and immediately engage and start working together? So I thought, okay, one step further. Well, once they're matched, what do they do? Well, they need accountability questions. So then I said, okay, good. I went back to the curriculum of one of the courses I took and I turn the curriculum into questions. So now I had accountability questions for every module in the course. I loaded those online and I started calling course owners and say, by the way, would you give me your curriculum so I could create accountability questions for you? And I got several dozen of those. So the fun of this was is that it evolved as I added energy to it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it evolved. And now uh, as it stands, when someone wants to work with me and when they want to have their mastermind course or training program inside of my software, we work together on building their best accountability questions. And the results, although they're early, we're looking at between three and 500% increase in completion rates using the software. Wow. Yeah, that is very impressive. I do generally agree with your premise that because of the, the, the FOMO, right, that fear of missing out and the scarcity and, you know, if you don't buy it today, then, you know, the sky is going to fall or, you know, you're, you're out of luck. Uh, and in, in many ways, I have to say, I wish that, that courses didn't rely on that uh, marketing tactic so much. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm more prefer, you know, something that has an evergreen availability. I prefer things that are not, you know, you, you get to, you know, go onto this call I recorded six years ago and that's an $18 million value. I, it just, it doesn't feel right to me. Um, that said, we know that to get people across that threshold that they need to get excited about it. So finding that balance is difficult, but I do think that, you know, so often people get whipped up into a lather, they make the decision to purchase and they're even probably generally happy with that decision. They just don't ever get into either loading the course or completing it. So I'm curious when, when you think about creating these questions related to the training materials themselves, is that a difficult process? That seems like, uh, I wouldn't know where to begin, but it sounds like that's right up your alley. Well, it, it's actually as simple as can be. All you really need to do is, for example, and by the way, as a, as a, if you're a listener and you have bought courses, you, you might have a peek over at resultsbreakthrough.com. They may already be there. Uh, but if not, and you need to create your own accountability questions, do as I said earlier, just go to the curriculum itself and turn each curriculum head into a set of questions. So all, all that really means is that you're looking at the topics that are listed and you see exactly how those topics are set up. And now you are able to change the topics into questions. I'll give you an example. So Charles Bird has a great program called Zero to 60 with Evernote. And when we work together on his questions, now he has one, two, three, four, five, seven modules in his program. So module one starts with a very simple question. Did you watch all the videos in this module? Do you have Evernote properly installed? Do you have any questions about the layout and framework of Evernote? So these are, there's no rocket science here. It's, it's basically yeah. simple, right? So if I bought Charles's course, by the way, if you do buy Charles' course, which I highly recommend, you get my system for free because he's one of my members. And at that point, all you got to do is choose zero to 60 with Evernote from the list on your profile choose your accountability questions for module one and boom, you're ready to go. Ah, that, that, that is very simple. Uh, you know, often the most elegant solutions are the most simple solutions. So that really makes a lot of sense. Um, when you, when you went about this idea of trying to figure out how to fix the problem, was there any big pro, you know, any big obstacle that stood in your way that, that took time for you to uh, resolve? There were several. I mean, first of all, I didn't know how to fix the problem. Um, I was hoping the company would help me that released the course and they didn't. So for me, fixing the problem came down to getting a coach. That was the final thing that made sense to me. I don't know any other way, but to get somebody to walk me through or keep me moving through the program. And when I realized that coaching was too expensive, I said, well, okay, how can we be co partners in going through this product together. That's when I came up with the idea of creating this matching system. I like the, uh, the way you kind of talked about mashing it all up, right? You're like, Hey, match.com, there's dating profile. You know, what if we put the Q and a together? It, it is, it seems like it's a series of bits of your past experience that all have kind of collided into this new venture. Is that yes. fair to say? Very fair to say and very observant. Well, it's one of those things. Uh, it turns out experience does matter. Uh, everybody can write that yeah. one down. Uh, yeah. The only one way to get experience, you got to go through it. You do. Uh, so when, when you started uh, experimenting with this, and you already mentioned that you know going uh, direct to the end users was not that lucrative or not that uh, useful. Uh, yeah. nobody, nobody signed up, uh, or very few did. But when you flipped and you did that pivot that you, you know, talked about earlier, you alluded in the Hoover story, you know, you got to make changes from time to time. How did that change things for you? Well, you know, I figured, okay, who cares about this? Uh, and by the way, when people build courses or have programs or masterminds, there's two very distinct ways of thinking about that, uh, which I learned earlier. There's the Dan Kennedy way. Dan Kennedy says, sell a course, make the money, put the money in the bank and spend it until next year when you sell it again. And don't worry about what happens after that. You did your job. You sold the course. It's up to them to complete it. Now, luckily, that's kind of dying out. Now we have people that are more ethical, that are more 
more, I would say, conscious about their students for, for two reasons. Number one, because they care about them genuinely. And number two, because if they want them to buy something else, they should finish what they already bought from them to begin with. So if you have a, a low-end course and you want them to migrate to the high-end course or the mastermind program, you need them to finish. And unless you're going to do the group coaching yourself or the, the coaching yourself, odds are they're not going to finish. The statistics are 4 to 8% finish. Wow. So we wanted to improve that. And so now when I find those course owners that really get it and they say, how much does it cost if I would buy everybody in my program a seat and they find out how inexpensive it really is, most of them just say, geez, let's do it. It makes so much sense. And, and then we'll support it. We'll, we'll build it into our methodology. So accountability now becomes part of our program, which again, feeds the whole environment of always self-improvement. Yeah, it you know, you mentioned a four to eight percent completion ratio, but if we if we do the inverse of that, that is whatever ninety-two to ninety-six percent not complete ratio, which is a nightmare. And no nobody really who is putting out a course that, that is worthwhile that that they're really proud wants to see that that kind of miss rate, right? They that's they right. want people to go through, they want it to be successful because ultimately that's the social proof. That's really what uh, builds their name and it establishes their credibility. So we all kind of want this solution. Um, and and I'm, you, you mentioned courses, you mentioned masterminds. Is there any other kind of application to this idea that we haven't talked about yet? Well, um, it turns out that I'm in discussion with two very interesting but diverse groups. Uh, I'm in discussion now with diet companies uh, because they know that if you have an accountability partner on a diet, uh, odds are you'll stick to the diet even better. So if you think about it, where else would an accountability partner in life work? Well, it turns out that accountability partnership is a lot of how AA and all of the 12-step programs are built as well. I mean, they call them sponsors, but ultimately it's the same idea. So we're now talking to some of the religious groups and some of the 12-step programs as well because they're interested in it for their own organizations because it simply makes a lot of sense. But here's the big surprise. So I figured once I got my very first outreach from a corporation who had purchased corporate training, the surprise to me was corporate training has the same exact completion rate, 4 to 8%. Eesh. Now, I would think that corporate training has a far higher completion rate because of the price, because of the fact that you work for the company and they're paying you to take the course, basically. It doesn't. Wow. So that's when I oriented towards working with corporations to operate and sell through the HR department and through the training manager and director of training. Yeah, that is, um, uh, it's alarming, actually, as someone who has a lot of training available for my people. Uh, without that accountability, it is uh, difficult to know what is actually happening. Uh, I, I find that the 12-step the idea and the diet idea very uh, on point in terms of needing that accountability check-in. And I don't know what your thoughts on this, Mitch, are, but mine are entrepreneurs in particular, which is a large part of the awesomer contingency out there. We need accountability maybe more than the average person because we really don't report to anybody, right? We're at the end of the day, we're the boss most of the time. And so who's going to call us out, right? Even if we have a board of directors, it's like, Hey, I've made this board, you know, I've brought you into this world, I'll take you out too. Uh, nobody really is going to challenge the owner or the founder uh, very often, whereas an accountability methodology seems to be a good way to get us to jump through some hoops. Is that kind of your findings as well? Absolutely. And, and again, what it really comes down to is that accountability is, is a privilege. It's a gift. If you are giving yourself to another person to help them and they give back to you, there's something interesting, the dynamics here, which is the second level of our discussion, the dynamics between individuals changes dramatically. So Steve, if you and I were accountability partners and we got on the phone every week and I had you ask me my questions and then you had me ask you your questions, we become friends. And then as friends, we would care about each other. And as we would care about each other, pairs of other people in the same organization would care about each other. And eventually, our culture is now stronger, and we're building community where we had almost none before. 
So the effect of adding back the live person-to-person over the phone or over Skype voice conversation, as opposed to a digital world where everything is is twitting and twatting and tweeting and texting, uh, we find that this is really more fulfilling and more powerful than all of the digital technology put together. But the best part is combining the two. So when someone works in my program, what they do is they get on the phone together and they load their dashboard at resultsbreakthrough.com. By loading their dashboard, that's where the accountability questions are. And that's where your, your accountability partner gets to type their answers, which creates a weekly record week after week after week, which if I'm your accountability partner, I could go back two weeks and see what you said two weeks ago. So, yeah. I, I want to dive more into the practical application of this, uh, but we're going to do that right after this quick break. Empowering. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back again. Steve Simonson joined by Mitch Russo. And we're talking about a very engaging and interesting idea of being able to apply both people and technology to this, this idea of um, accountability and, and trying to get through the training courses that we bought. I, I don't know if you're like me, but I have you know dozens of courses I probably bought over the years, um, majority of which I probably never even opened, uh, not, not just not completed, never even opened them. Um, and sometimes I buy them, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have my team go through that, or this will be good to think about later. And I'll be honest, many of them I've forgotten about. Like you you talked about earlier, Mitch, you know, you load up that uh, sheet with all the passwords. You're like, wow, I got a bunch of them here. I don't even know where to begin. So I, I'm, I'm also in that uh, general frame of mind. But just before we went to break, you talked about this idea of marrying the technology with the, the people. And I wonder if you could just tell us, again, in practical terms, how does it work? When, you, when somebody uses the, the resultsbreakthrough.com system, how is a human being matched up with them? How does that work in real life? Okay. So, you know, in the normal sense, uh, an accountability session, if you will, between two people would be two people sitting and talking with each other and asking them each other questions. And those questions would be very meaningful because it would relate to how they are doing. So, the idea behind them is to keep people on track, to keep people in the groove and focused on their accomplishments and their achievement. So what we decided to do was build a structure for those accountability questions to basically guide the session directly. So I'm going to share my screen for just a second to show you this. Okay, sure. For those audio listeners, we'll describe it as best we can. Sure. So what you're basically looking at now is a session screen. So here it says, Yogesh is currently coaching you, Mitch. And so Yogesh asks me of my first accountability question, which as you can see is a very important question. It is, what is the best sauce to put on hot dogs? I'm on pins and needles over here, just so you know. Yeah, I know. And if anyone's ever been to Iceland, you know it's not mustard. (laughs) So (laughs) in Iceland, would they like a combination of mustard, mayonnaise, and and dried uh, crunchy onions. So that's a joke question, but there again, this to illustrate the point, you could ask anything you want as an accountability question. Now, as soon as someone types in an answer, like if, for example, Yogesh asks me, all of a sudden that answer shows up on his screen. So our screens are synchronized. We have history, as you can see on my screen, Steve, we have history of all the other sessions in the past you could see I answered mustard a lot, uh, but <laughs> the idea here is that now we have built a system where we are tracking week after week uh, the progress that we're making and the questions that we're asking. So you have a human coach on on the other side now. Are you guys on the on the session live as they fill out the questions, or do you can you go in at any time, or how does that work in general? No, you do it live. We don't encourage people to do it offline because. Every question invokes a conversation and it evokes a response. So ideally what I want to see, and I think what our customers like, is the idea that this is not just answering a question in a digital app. 
it's a conversation. And it's the conversation that keeps us accountable. I really do like this um, concept. So for those audio listeners, just note that the you know, each side of the coaching relationship has a screen, right? You've got the coach side and you've got the, the coachee side, if that's the, the uh, right word. And, and the data is flowing in both directions. So the person filling out the data is putting it in and the person who's a coach who needs to see the data, they get to see the same thing. And uh, Mitch just demonstrated that live for us. So I, I really, I like this idea. I think it's quite unique to be able to to marry up kind of the coach and 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 put the technology there together, um, I'm I'm curious. So how do we know who's going to be our coach? Well, that's interesting. So ideally, what we want to do, and I'm going to before I just leave the screen, I want to show you one more thing. Please. So after we answer all of our questions, our next step is to enter our stats. Stats is the way we know we're making progress. Now, any stat you want to keep track of, as long as it's numerical, all you got to do is fill in the field. It could be calories, it could be Twitter posts, it could be number of new customers, it could be cash in the bank. Whatever your stat is, you just click on it, change the name of it, and then enter it every week. Then when you go back to your dashboard, here's your stats Uh, right up top. I love okay. a good dashboard, I, ha- I have to say. Uh, so uh, Mitch is demonstrating the dashboard for those audio listeners where, where you've taken these, these key indicators or metrics that you've decided to track. You've, you've defined them for yourself, in this case, website visitors and Facebook friends and so on, uh, Twitter posts, it looks like. Yep. And, and then they're tracked each week. And what a great way to just have your, not only is a coaching session kind of online integrated, but this dashboard is integrated. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this indeed. Yes, and we should set your mastermind up with this product as well. So no we doubt talk- about that. Yeah, not not just the mastermind. I have a question about how to apply it to, uh, to another concept here in a minute. Okay, so you asked. I want to answer the question you asked before. How do you know who you're going to get matched up with? You know because when you hit the search button on top, you get to the partner finder screen. And for those audio listeners, I'm going to describe this in some detail. So you get to choose your partner based on criteria that you find important. Maybe you think gender is important. Maybe you want to work with someone in a specific niche. Maybe you would like to work with someone who has about the same size business as you do. Maybe the only thing you care about is that they bought the same training program that you did. So once you fill that out, you then get a list of everybody who matches you. Then you could look at their profile and say, okay, well, here's a, a woman who basically bought the same training program as I have, and she looks like she'd be a good match. So all I got to do is invite her, and I set a date and a time, and next thing I know, uh, she's getting, and I tell them what I want to meet on Zoom, Skype, or a phone, and next thing I do, I hit invite, and it sends out the emails. She gets her email, and she chooses the date if it's not right for her, and boom, we're going to meet. We're going to be on the phone, and we're going to be inside Results Breakthrough, and we're going to be partners. I love it. That is uh, extraordinarily efficient, I have to say. Um, and I do like the fact that you can kind of filter based on that different criteria, because for different types of training or different kinds of relationships, those filters may be more or less relevant at different times. Exactly. Uh, sometimes just the simple idea of, I need somebody to a weekly call, and let's just go through our metrics, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And other times you need some... Uh, area of expertise that, that is correlating and crossing over. So very interesting. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a very effective demonstration. And, and this idea, again, of putting technology and people together, this is quite unique. Uh, are you aware of anything else like this that exists, Mitch? Uh, you know, I, I really am not. And, and I, I guess this is part of why I patented this process. So the, the patents, as you know, patents take a long time. We applied for patents uh, mid-year last year, so maybe in another couple of years we'll find out whether, at least it wasn't rejected. Usually you get a quick no if it's a rejection, so it's probably in the process now. We're hoping it will be approved, but it's patent pending for a reason. It's because we we did kind of create something relatively new and unique. Yeah, it's uh, my hat's off to you because it, it is really a addressing a problem, right? And so for the customers out there, you know, we often talk about this idea, where do you find opportunity? And opportunity most often exists where a problem exists, right? And you have to go solve the problem. That's exactly right. Has has identified a problem that 
both him and I kind of suffer from, you know, lots of courses and lots of yep. things that we don't necessarily uh, get full accountability on and uh, put a unique solution. Uh, so how long has this thing been going, Mitch? It's only out yeah. since March. And I haven't uh, really, I mean, it's, it's, you might call any new release a beta version. I mean, Gmail is theoretically still in beta, but uh, uh, it turns out that I call it beta because we're always adding new features. Just last week, we completed the link between Results Breakthrough and Thinkific, the popular training LMS pr uh, platform. Nice. So now people with Thinkific courses can actually uh, click a button and link all of their students directly into Results Breakthrough in one click. So we keep making progress constantly all the time. And, uh, and we're always adding little features here and there that people ask for. It's, uh, it's intriguing to me. So one of the ideas uh, I want to ask you and see if this applied is the, the Empowery e-commerce cooperative, uh, which people know they can find at empowery.com. This is a group of um, entrepreneurs and, and e-commerce business owners that are banded together to say, hey, let's put some buying power together. Let's earn some cash back from, from uh, aligned suppliers and so on and so forth. But one of the challenges that I think will exist is when somebody joins, just like any other thing, they just kind of put it to the back of the uh, you know, shelf and go, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Whereas if they had some sort of uh, check-in process to say, hey, have you, uh, you know, check the, the freight supplier, have you checked the 3PL supplier or the software provider to see if you can get cash back, I think their results would be improved or, or more engaging. Have you ever uh, contemplated this idea of a co-op or how to make a buying group more empowered by using something like this? Absolutely. I had Barth on my show and he oh. loved the idea and he asked me to sign up as one of their vendors. Oh, beautiful. Well, there you go. So uh, I'll have to talk to Barth about that. I think it's a, it's a very effective idea to be able to get engagement and remind people of the benefits that they have. That's fundamentally part of the challenge when you have any sort of community is, you know, what kind of benefits exist for, um, you know, all the members and, especially as those uh, benefits are dynamic and ever-changing, some, some uh, members or some coaches out there may be on the front end of some of those things that may involve the technology piece, and somebody else may be more involved in the, the supply chain piece or whatever, but they can help each other uh, using a tool like yours, in my estimation. What do you think? Absolutely, which is why, again, Barth was interested in it. And for those listeners, uh, Barth is the, is the founder, I think, of, of Empowery. And he was on my podcast called uh, uh, YourFirstThousandClients.com. So Barth came on the show. We had a long discussion about his whole cooperative structure, which I thought was brilliant. And then from there, I showed him the software. He loved it. And he said, look, sign up as a partner so we could use it too. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait to, to talk to Barth about that. I think it's a very engaging and interesting idea to be able to take any community and, and foster that level of communication and engagement that wouldn't otherwise exist. But instead of it just being a piece of software that just pings somebody from time to time and go, hey, uh, you got a new Twitter message, you got a new Facebook message, we get enough notifications, right? That, that's right. Our, our life is full of notifications. But to be able to combine that with, hey, here's something actionable, here's something you care about, and here's some metrics that we're going to keep track of these conversations, that's very powerful stuff. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, this is all good if you have a very clear picture of what you want to do. I want to finish a course. I want to lose weight. I want to stop smoking. I want to have an effect in my life that has an outcome that you know what that is. But, but for many people, and particularly for successful people, Many people don't know what their true next step is. And so that's where the other side of my business really comes into play. So I really try to help people in a way that no one else can. I have a way, and I don't exactly know how to explain it, but I have a way and a process of taking very successful people and helping them zero in on what their highest purpose and mission is, and then not just zero in on it, but literally build the business around it then we can put accountability in place because now at least we know where they're going. Yeah, that uh, makes a lot of sense. It is uh, ironic, but some of the most successful people do need, you know, kind of help with that roadmap and do need help with the, the exact action steps. Otherwise we kind of just kind of, we try this, then we try that. And, and, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we, 
successful people you end up finding your way, but boy, it would sure be nice to uh, make a little roadmap a little faster. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I, I do find this to be a unique solution. Um, and, and I think that it really would work in real life. That's a, a big part of the equation for me. Uh, do you see any obstacles for, for people adopting this in the future? Or, you know, is it uh, all going to be uh, cupcakes and rainbows from here? Well, it never is cupcakes and rainbows. Uh, there's an occasional rainbow and one or two scrapes of the icing off the cupcake. But uh, the thing, again, I mean, this, this business is like being on a raft going down the river. There are going to be rapids from time to time. and There's going to be still, still and uh, easy going other times. Uh, and being an entrepreneur, having your own business is all about that. I know that we are going to run into issues with clients who want to use this in a way we haven't anticipated. And it will be up to us to either adapt it for that purpose or simply explain that it's not for that purpose. So our system is designed to really work the way you see it on the screen, which is to help people be together in a group of two. Some people have asked, can we, can we make it work for three people? And we said, yes, we can. And we would accept, in our, in our experience, scheduling three people together is, is, is incrementally far harder than trying to do it just for two. Yeah. So that's the challenge. Well, that, uh, that definitely is the truth. Uh, yeah, if there's any, any hope that I would have at some point is that that system would allow um, almost like a Calendly integration where people could uh, have their, their schedules lined up to where it would be relatively easy. But I suppose once you set the schedule, if you do it on a recurring basis, it's a one-time entry in your calendar, you're done, right? Actually, it is set up so that it, it feeds your Google Calendar. So if you have a Google Calendar, you connect resultsbreakthrough.com to your Google Calendar, and every time you and your accountability partner set a new date and time, it, it basically sends you an email and says, would you like to add this to your calendar? Gotcha. Okay. So it's there. I love it. Um, and I also really do appreciate the analogy that, you know, running a business is often like a river, right? You know, you're going to have those rapids, you're going to have the white water, and then you'll have the calm times. You're like, hey, everything's great. No problems. You know, what could possibly go wrong? And then around the bed, here's the white water you never saw coming. And exactly. occasionally a waterfall. Yeah. Um, luckily, we, uh, we get our life vests on and uh, we're, we're ready, to, ready to go. So let me ask you this, uh, Mitch, uh, just take a moment, get out your crystal ball, if you will, and tell us what you think the future looks like for, for kind of the online learning. You know, this, this space has really exploded in the last three to five years. Where do you see the online learning and the courses and, and these types of things going uh, in the next five years, let's say? Well, here's what I've observed, and my belief is that it's going to continue to head in this direction. I believe that there are two things affecting learning these days that are slowly being addressed by, by people who build courses and programs. The first is our attention span. Our attention span as a population gets shorter and shorter the more we have cell phones in our hands. So the more we're on computers with browsers and 30 open tabs at a time. Our attention span is now causing us to seek programs with three to five minute lessons. Now, truthfully, I think it's great. If I reflect on the days back when I used to be uh, shuttled off into the training room at work and plunked down in front of a VCR in a two hour video, I mean, that, that was a snore fest, you know? So bottom line is I like the idea of shorter videos. I like the idea of checking in with people after each video to see if they learned the concept. And if not, they watch another five-minute video again to, to pick it up. The second thing that I'm seeing, which I think is the trend we've all seen, is that most of this is migrating to mobile. So our system is mobile responsive. It works great on an iPad. It's okay on a phone. And we'll have a mobile version, a phone version out sometime later in the year. But ultimately on an iPad, it works like a champion. So that's the trends that I see. The other thing that I see is people are getting smarter about how to build courses. I was very lucky. I helped Tony build his um, learning management course. Basically, it was, a, uh, it was almost like virtual reality. It was a virtual training room. And so I worked with him and the provider of the technology. So Tony was able to help me understand how people learn. 
And now I take those lessons and I impart those to my own clients who are building courses as well. So the idea behind learning is very simple. People have to understand the words before you try to teach them something. You know, how many lessons or how many courses have you started where immediately they start using terminology that they think you're familiar with and you're not? That's why learning the terminology, defining it up front has become so important. And now people are aware of that. Ah, uh, very sage wisdom. Uh, they're, they're too often, I think it, it is a case where people are, you know, making these assumptions of base knowledge, uh, some, you know, kind of existing, you know, even people talking about the Amazon FBA, you know, the majority of the population has no idea what FBA means. That's right. right. Like FBA, who, who knows what that means, right? And everybody can make up their own definition. In this case, it means fulfilled by Amazon. And that has its own series of connotations if you understand it, but it lacks context if you don't know. So I, I really do think that's a salient wisdom there. Uh, let me ask you this, Mitch. Any uh, final words for the awesomers out there listening that you care to leave them with? Yeah, there's, there's something I want to share that's very important. You know, as entrepreneurs, as you said earlier, Steve, uh, we're going at this alone, which means that our emotions can swing all over the place. Uh, there could be days when we're, when we're super pumped and other days when we just don't feel like doing a thing. And, and I, I truly believe that taking care of your mindset first is probably the best thing you could ever do. And, and if you don't have a mindset uh, program for yourself, it's something that I highly recommend. Now, anybody who works with me gets a mindset coach along with me. Because when I, want to, when I work with somebody individually, I want them to succeed. And I found that the only way to do that is to get their mindset first. There's some great books out there. I mean, you could go back into the 30s, 40s, and 50s and pick up you know, all of the Earl Nightingale books and, and Think and Grow Rich. These are the books that really help you set your mindset. And I highly recommend going back to basics and, and starting there, then you'll have much more control over how your emotions work. Well, I think that's really good advice. And it is, um, I don't know, it, it's amazing to me, but it's completely true. And I, I refer to, you know, Napoleon Hill and the gang uh, regularly. And, and this idea, even including Carnegie, by the way. Sure. Where we talk about, you know, all of these basic premises of mindset and this, this idea of, you know, kind of getting your house in order uh, mentally is, is a prerequisite for, you know, kind of uh, setting yourself up to accelerate and launch. And I, I love the fact that it's, it's not the newest thing. It's not, you know, how to get a thousand Twitter followers in the next 10 minutes. It's 50, 60, 80 years ago, this basic truth about humanity and about how our brains work those things still exist today and they're so important. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned them. I do some of the book of, book of the week uh, episodes from time to time. And these are some of the books that will be on our list. And I, I just can't stress enough that this idea that it doesn't have to be, you know, the latest Instagram post of the best travel spot in, you know, over the last 15 minutes, things that are decades old, even, you know, longer are still important today. So very good advice. Thank you for that, Mitch. Of course. All right, awesomers, uh, we're going to come back right after this. And uh, But before we go, we want to thank uh, Mitch uh, so much for joining us today. Appreciate your time, Mitch, and, and great, great uh, help for us. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you for having me. Certainly mine. And uh, awesomers, we'll be right back after this. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Well, I have to tell you, I am so intrigued by this idea of you know, accountability matchmaking. What a great concept, right? We know the technology exists. Uh, it's just a great adaptation. And this is a, a pretty classic awesomer move. You find something that has a need, right? And the need, of course, being accountability. And you find some sort of uh, technology that already exists, like the matchmaking concept. And then you do the old Reese's peanut butter cup, smash it together with uh, you know chocolate and peanut butter, and pretty soon you got a cool idea. 
Mitch has done a lot and has been through a lot and it's really fun that he's able to share his experience with us. I'm actually excited to try out this matchmaking concept and maybe we'll try that in the mastermind or, or somewhere else but it's a really fun and exciting concept to be able to drive further engagement. I'm, I'm just, I'm into it. So once again, this is episode number 49 of the awesomers.com podcast series. Just go to awesomers.com slash 49 to find all of the show notes and details and links to all the great things that we've talked about on today's show. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.